0: Oh,
1: you're the you're the closer. Yeah, and I know you don't like that Mariano Rivera. Coming. That's what I, mean, I like Yankees. I don't dislike. What do you means. do? Say Edwin Diaz or Familia. I mean, I'm not I'm not a Yankee hater, I,
0: and I'm not a Met hater either. So it's, it's a love fested here. All right, you guys ready? Good. You all good? Ready? Yeah, really. You ready? Oh, i have been born ready, my man. All right, so I, I like a little 3-2-1 to get things started. Then we get right into Let's it. Let's do it. So I couldn't be more excited to have my good friend, Andy Acaro here, who is the vice president of sales in the United States for, or vice president, I would say. One of the VPs. There's five of us. One of the VPs. Yep. The most important VP in my mind <laughs> of uh, BTL Aesthetics, which is a Czech-based right? yep. medical device company that makes a lot of really exciting technology that's used by predominantly by plastic surgeons and dermatologists. Uh, the most exciting of which I would say is the m device, which uses uh, high-intensity focused electromagnetic technology to build muscle, burn fat, it's used to build up booties, sculpt abs, now it's indicated for is I guess thighs is an off label use. So we were actually FDA cleared. Uh, first of all, thank
1: you for having me on your uh, podcast, Muggill. I mean, it's uh, I've been following you around and everything you're doing here. It's very inspirational. So thank you for having yeah, me. I appreciate it, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you hit it with M Sculpt. It's it's really disruptive. I mean, for all these years we've been in. You know, when you looking at body contouring as a whole, we're addressing fat, skin, but the you know that perfect threesome or perfect trifecta is fat, skin, muscle, and the body. You know is 30 percent muscle so now with the m sculpt you know yes you were able to address that muscle so we are fda cleared for the um for the abdomen for the buttocks we're fda cleared for the um arms and coming up for the calves and also thighs we have been fda cleared for that as well since oh, um, wow. the beginning too so
0: when does the calf so uh, we're expecting that any
1: day now. Um, it could be in uh, it could be any day from now till Ju- um July. So next month or so, we should have FDA clearance on the calves as well. Oh, that's exciting
0: because calves are like impossible
1: to build uh, up. So uh, yeah, it's, especially it's, if it's the bane out. of anyone
0: who works out. I know. Um, so really, I mean, it is disruptive technology, but I would say like the company itself is somewhat disruptive. Um, I mean, in terms of like you know, I've been thinking about you guys a lot and the way you guys market. Um, just to sort of culture of the company it's very different than sort of the buttoned up companies that that we typically deal with sure um, I mean, you guys are very active on social media you really let loose with what your content on social media um just as people you guys are really just true to yourselves I mean, it's not that you have a persona where you're a rep for a company and you guys have you know sort of one personality professionally and one personality personally that to me is what's so compelling about you as an individual because it seems like the perfect fit for someone like yourself, who's been in the industry for a really long time, um, and has had tremendous success in multiple avenues in this industry. Um, and we'll talk about some yep, of that. Sure. But that leads me to my first question is that the only thing I ask you to think about, man. And, you know, everyone has a different definition of what they define success as. What is your definition of success, man?
1: So that's good. I mean, that's, that's a great question. You know, I hear that all the time and people always defining what is success. For me, success, it, it's, it's, leaving, it, it's, it's leaving a legacy behind. You know, it's all about the hustle. It's all about the grind. Uh, things you speak about on my podcast all the time. But for me, le- you know, leaving a legacy, knowing that you can achieve something and actually like leave your mark, and leave your footprint, you know, and have others follow it. And you know, but at the same time, not just doing that. And success to me, I don't, I don't, I don't define success as having money and you know all these awards and accolades. But it's more about what you impact and how you impact and how you go about doing it. And for me it's reaching the top and kind of impacting things and leaving legacy but being true to yourself never changing who you are never morphing in of course you're going to evolve i mean everything's evolution you adapt, to perish you have to you know polish yourself up but you know being who you are and that's that's for me is uh something that i take a lot of pride in is not changing my core beliefs um my fundamentals it's it's having this culture which i always believed in and, um, you know, have that legacy because at the end of the day, you know, we don't know how long we're on this earth, right? But when I'm gone, you know, I want my kids, I want my family, I want people, you know, I want to leave a legacy behind. I want people to be like, you know what? Hey, I want to do what Andy Acara did. I don't want to be the person that says, you know what? I want to be like that person. I want I want something where people want to be like me or, you know, I can impact their lives and kind of, you know, leave them that book that they can follow. So
0: I love that, man. That's actually something I actually thought about a lot with Father's Day being a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, like what? the meaning of it really is to me, or the, what the meaning of even all this shit that I'm doing with the podcast and social media. And, you know, it really is to leave a legacy behind, you know, for me, for my kids, also obviously sure. for others as well, but kind of like breaking the mold. And, you know, you certainly are someone who has who has broken <laughs> the mold. Um, before we get into like all the stuff that you're up to now and, you know, all the success that you had as a, you know, in the laser industry for uh, all the aesthetic stuff, sure. essentially. Let's go back a little bit cuz you know we were having dinner a couple of weeks ago and you mentioned to me that you come from a lineage of doctors, right? And I you're kind of like the black sheep not going into medicine and you're sort of in this like parallel field on the sales yes. side of things. But can you speak to us just a little bit about like you know what growing up was like, what kind of, you know, I'm sure your parents were pushing you into medicine, you know. They were. So
1: I mean, I was definitely black sheep, so um as far as my upbringing goes, um my parents emigrated from Eastern Europe from Romania, so uh you know, obviously with communism, they came to the U.S. via Italy, and um, they came here in 1973, uh, right before I was born. I was born in 1974, so I'll be 45 this year. But, you know, my my dad being a surgeon, my grandfather being a surgeon, my, my whole family being surgeons, and I'm the only child, so I have no aunts, no cousins, no uh, sisters, no brothers, and it was embedded. You have no cousins? No. Have no I problem. mean, I, it's been embedded from day one. It's like, Andy, you're going to be a doctor. How could you not be a doctor? So, growing up, And um, I was raised by my grandparents. My parents actually split when I was three years old. And I was born and raised in Queens and, um, you know, wouldn't change that for the world. My grandmother. Maternal or paternal side? On my dad's side. So, um, you know, my dad moved out to the island and um, he had his own family out there. My mom was in Jersey. So I kind of had to fend for myself. So I kind of, you know, everything I taught, I was kind of self-taught. But even though they were still there and they were my parents, I knew they loved me and everything you know, they never, they weren't actually there except just pushing me and saying, hey, you got to carry on, you know, the tradition. You have to be a doctor. So you look at normal kids growing up and, you know, they're out there, they're playing ball. They're doing X, Y, and Z for me. You know, here I am, I'm 10 years old and I'm in my dad's office in the city. um, And I'm learning how to do a tempatometer test. You know, I'm learning how to take vitals. I'm learning how to do, you know, taking blood pressure. I mean, watching him draw blood. So I was groomed from day one and that was my path. But um, he's an ENT. Or? No, so he's a general surgeon by okay. trade, and um, then he opened up his own uh, family practice in the city during the uh, booming '80s and '90s, so and then uh, sort of thing kind of going downhill, you know, obviously with HMOs. And uh for me, you know, my heart wasn't into it, and it was a decision that I had to make for myself. Um, but I did, you know, what uh, I guess any normal son would do. I tried to please them. I went pre med. I went to. Uh, yeah, in college, went to Delphi University, pre-med, took my MCATs, took my DATs. I, I tried everything, but my heart wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I'm going to go all in, that's how I am. I'm very extreme. You know, if I'm going to do something, I got to love it, and it's got to be what I want to do. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of chose to uh, take both, well, I guess, both worlds, right, the medical world and the sales world combined together, and I kind of ventured into a whole different arena. So it was your first job out of college as a drug rep? No, so I mean I've been in the industry for about twenty years now. Um, going back to the old Astro days, launching Prolosec for them back in the day. But uh my first job I mean I was hustling since I was uh since I was a kid. I mean, you know, growing up in Queens, you know, whether it was delivering pizzas when I was in college, um I played best, best job ever
0: delivered pizzas,
1: man. Oh, this is so much fun. So That's much fun. I mean, then you you there working for the tips and everything, delivering the things. Man. It was a great time. Um, whether it's that washing cars the car washes so always hustling always hustling grinding um you know myself the way that i'm built there is no off switch i don't know if it's a good thing or it's a bad thing but um i just i have so much passion and i love to work and i love what i do and it all comes back down to success you know so i'm like you know i really kind of consider myself a student of the game i like to sit observe watch and learn and um you know it's, uh, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fall down, right? And there's an old saying, you never judge a person when they're on top. You judge a person when they're down, and how do they get back up? That's how you judge somebody, so.
0: Did you have some of that in your career? Always, yeah,
1: absolutely. I definitely had that. Um, you know, biggest uh biggest one that I got knocked out was, um you know, my previous company. We actually got bought out. I had a nice 12-year run over there, Sancher. Yeah. Great company, and, um you know, life happens, right? so public trade company we got acquired for 1.7 billion dollars new regime comes in there they want to do things the wrong way and uh you know kind of sucks because you build this whole entire culture and you're growing with all these people and you had a great time and you know everything's all fine and dandy and then you know stuff happens and that's one of the reasons why kind of got to btl because dealing with the public sector dealing you know catering to wall street dealing with analysts investors um dealing catering to all that pressure after 20 somewhat years it is such a breath of fresh air to work for a company that is private, that will never, ever get sold, um, just really good people, just different, different culture altogether. Is it like a long, is it a
0: family-owned company? Yeah, so
1: <clears throat> so family-owned company. So BTL has been around now for over 26 years. Worldwide, over 50, uh, 54 offices in, um, throughout the entire world, 1,800 employees. What's really impressive is that out of those 1,800 employees, 300 are R&D alone. And what's really neat about BTL is that they take 15% of the revenue every year and they dump it right back into R&D. Wow. Now, what a lot of people here in the States don't know is that BTL overseas, you know, we have a bunch of different divisions. So cardiology is a division, physiotherapy is a division, and aesthetics is a division. Here in the U.S., you know, we've been around here in the U.S. for about eight years now. However, in our, in our, um, our home offices are in Marlborough, Mass, just outside of Boston. But it's only all been like the laser companies Eggs, are, yeah, guy, right? yeah. Palmar's there, right? Everyone's yeah. there. Palmar's there. Sancho's back there. Candela, so for um, everyone just comes to Massachusetts for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, that's all a, a lot of brains. a lot yep. of brains in Mass. I know. So, let, let, I mean, I knew of you when you were at Sanishore. Mm-hmm. You know, you were kind of like this epic figure, like in the <laughs> in the industry. And you were, I, you're exactly right. I mean, you were always, you're. What I've heard about you then. Is kind of like the man I know now. Like you know, I turned good things. I hope all good stuff. No, it was like you were just like a like a fun party guy uh, who got the job done. You know, and and you brought you actually brought tremendous success to that company. I believe. You know,
1: I mean, to me, the whole thing is you got to have fun, and that that's one thing I mentioned before is that always be true to yourself and never change who you are. And you know, I used to hear it all the time back in the day, Andy. You're never gonna make it to the top. You're never gonna get there if you don't change who you are. And I was like, you know, fuck that. I'm I'm always going to be me. Like no one's ever going to take that away from me. If there's one thing that I am in full control of, it is myself. And to me, it's all about culture. Because if you can create an environment, if you can create an atmosphere where people actually love to work and want to work with you, you're hanging out with your family. It's a lifestyle. It's not work anymore. And that's what's like really cool. And I've always prided myself on kind of building that type of atmosphere where you know, we, we're all we're brothers, we're sisters, we go out on vacation together, um, and you work. I mean, what better feeling than you wake up early in the morning first thing, and it's like, hey, I'm calling my friend up. You know, we're going out there, and we're working together, we're striving, we're going to try to achieve and attain that goal, and you're doing it to people that you love, and, you know, you're having fun, so.
0: You know, the one thing with your team is everyone is amazing. Like, everyone's, like, a lot of fun, and, like, I love to hang out with them, and I do consider all of them because yeah. I've known them for so many years just with the, all the various companies that they work for and you've sort of assembled this like dream team of folks from so, all different companies and stuff that are all working for BTL but how do you guys do it like because you know party harder than anyone that I know in, yep. in in the device or even just any any rep but like you guys are also so incredibly productive I mean everyone is like we'll be out till late in the more late at night or early in the morning and then literally in the morning or at the booth and I've heard hustling. all the Mickey Mantle
1: comparisons, um, you know, are they true, are they not true? I mean, you know, sleep, right? So you come down to sleep. I mean, I average maybe three hours of sleep. I mean, I'm on planes, I'm here, I'm there. I'm, you know, whether it's national flights, international flights, uh, you know, so, so is my team. But we work hard and we party hard. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's, you know, to me, the way I look at it is that, and I know sleep is very important, obviously. You want to get you seven to eight hours of sleep every, but I mean, I average about three hours of sleep. But I, the reason why is that you got to put in the time. You got to work in the day, but then you have to let off some steam at night. And it's not that easy because you're busting your ass, you're working throughout the day, and then at night time you got entertained, you're going out, you're having a good time. Right. But you just wired a certain way. But once again, if you love what you do and you're so passionate about what you do, it's not work. It's hanging out. And it just becomes like second nature. It's just it's just built in
0: with that's all. Yeah, that's, that's all. I mean, I really that really resonates, man. So it's not bullshit. It's like, a, it's, I really feel it's that. It's true. It really is. You know, one of the things also that I feel a sort of connection with you is that you have this like street smarts, you know? And I think a lot of that has to do with what you were describing was the way you were brought up. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was growing up, I grew up in a single family household. My mom was working all the time. And my granddad, I was basically my granddad. He was awesome, like, really an amazing sort of spiritual guy. But he gave no shits about like what, you know, he was doing his own thing. He didn't give a shit what I was up to, you know, just as long as he took me to school, brought me back, whatever he had to do. But, you know, he was like, he was at that stage of his life where he was like, whatever, just making sure I was safe, but really didn't have much um, energy to like discipline me or like, you know, and I was really kind of just like on my own and got into a lot of shit and, you know, was, you know, got into a lot of trouble when I was a kid. And I had like, a, it took me a long time to sort of find myself. Same and, here. you know, and I, I feel that yep. like I feel like that's part of your story, too. Like, you know, the way you were describing, like, you know, I would hustle because I didn't my mom didn't give me a, like a, um, an allowance or anything like that. So I have to work. So I would deliver papers. I deliver pizzas. I worked in an ice cream shop. I go. I was worked as a landscaper in the summer. Just anything I could do. Yep. Valley parking cars, whatever. Just anything to put some money in my pocket so I could do shit. Um, but I think that sort of really informed my hustle now is that's why I work so hard now at all the things that I do, even things that I'm passionate about like this, where I'm not monetizing it, but it's for me, it's, I want to deliver the best, highest quality product. You know, just it's the hustle, man. It's that, it's that fire. And, and I totally feel you.
1: And, and that's the same thing. So, you know, as far as my background goes, everyone thinks, and, and it's the biggest, like, you know, it's such a big misunderstanding or I'm um, just misunderstood in general. You know, I didn't have it easy. You know, people think, "Oh, wow, Andy! You know, you grew up in a family of doctors." You know, I didn't get handed nothing to me. So my parents got divorced when I was three years old, like I mentioned. My mom moved out to Jersey. My dad had his family. You know, with uh, his stepkids. So Did you have and so you have step brothers? Step oh. on the on you know on the island. Three stepsisters. but um, you know, it was very different. So I was by myself with my grandparents. Um, I barely spoke a word of English. So just growing up, you know, your grandparents didn't speak English. Yeah. Right. Um. So. You know, it was and like my grandfather, he was like one of the biggest surgeons back in um back in Europe and Romania when he came over here and you know, coming over here he mastered, you know, when he took his test, but he failed on the English part, so he couldn't actually right. practice. So but, you know, growing up I, I had this chip on my shoulder because I never took money. I never got anything from my parents. So it was all by myself and you know, that chip on my shoulder and, and it was you know, it, it's kind of you know, and I wouldn't change anything. I really wouldn't going back because it's kind of what made me who I am today. But, you know, playing baseball, and I you know, I had a baseball scholarship, um, you know, to Delphi University and all the universities down south. I actually like to stay home because my grandmother at that time, she uh, she got hit with breast cancer and lung cancer. Oh. So I wanted to stay home be with her because one person I totally respect and you know, I guess is my hero. But um, she had the you know, only person that really had kind of full control over me and really kind of molded me. But, you know, I did have a chip on my shoulder because, you know, playing baseball and everything else I did, there was no one there for me. I was by myself. I was always by myself. So when you're by yourself all the time, you teach yourself how to survive in this world. It is a crazy world out there. So, you know, you mixed up with all different friends, you know, good, bad, um, all all sorts of different groups out there, you know, growing up in Queens. But um, everything you do is an experience, and, you know, that's where I kind of learned. I sat back there. Like, like I said, I stood in the game, picked up different traits, you know, picked up different things, and, you know, built my instincts. Uh, you know, you fall, you get back up again, and um, it's, you know, all these things kind of
0: shape me today to who I am. And it kind of gives you the ability, which is something that I, I think I have, you know, is you can talk to anybody, right, just because you did that your whole life. Like, as a little kid, kind of molded you to whoever you were talking to like you know you sort of almost had not that you had to be a chameleon but you had to be able to relate yeah. to people so like you know i i see this in you like you could be talking to like the the most you know famous plastic surgeon or dermatologist who's like really, could be buttoned up or you could talk to like you know someone that's sitting next to you at the yankee game you know yeah. and, and it's the same thing you're you I mean, and you know, one thing
1: which I want to add to it is I've always, you know, and it's how I grew up and kind of what I taught myself or what I've learned from others is even to this day, I will treat everyone the same, whether you're the CEO, whether you're the janitor, I will treat everyone with the same respect. And I think that's very important because, you know, I'm not here treating treat anyone differently. You know, everyone is a human being at the end of the day, and I'm going to treat everyone with the utmost respect. And I go above and beyond, especially for people that aren't in those high level positions, I'm gonna go above and beyond to show them the love. Because, you know, at the end of the day, everything that we do, when we do succeed, it's a team it's it's a team thing. It's not about me. It's not about, you know, my other guys or my other gals. It's the whole entire team together. That's so true, man. I mean
0: that's so, very well said. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about like what happened at the end of Sign Shore. So, like, you know, and you don't have to you don't have to go into yeah. detail about it, but I imagine, like you know, you were riding high, things were good, you know, money was rolling in, you know, sort of living the ballerish lifestyle, and then it's kind of, I mean, from what it sounds like, things just kind of got swept away from underneath you, and then you were probably just left with like, okay, like what, what do I do now?
1: Was there any of that? So what had happened was, I mean, we had a nice run. I mean, when you know, it's when you take a step back now, and I kind of sit here and I'm like, wow, I'm like, you know, you look at the industry and you look at all the top companies in the industry. They all came together from Sanshur. I mean, it's um, you know the yeah. president, CEOs, VPs, um, you know, throughout every big company, it was all from that big dream team that we all came. Right, it's Sanshur. It's from other smaller companies that were exactly good from from yeah. Coherent, from Kitera back in the right. day. Palomar. Yep. But you know what happened at that time is that you know the run came to an end. I mean, we were the hottest thing in town. I mean, the technology was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the sales team, I mean, everything was just phenomenal. And when you're a public company, you know you're the apple. Everyone's looking at you. Everyone wants to make an acquisition. Yeah. And you know the ride came to an end. And you know another company came in. Hologic came Did in. Did you see it coming? We knew at the end that it was coming and that we were kind of being shopped around and we were hoping that that wasn't the case I and mean, we would always heard rumors of it. Um, and you know, we kind of got excited when we thought it, you know when it wasn't going to be a farm company, we thought it was going to be someone else in our in our space mm-hmm. that kind of gets it and would just leave us alone. And unfortunately, you know, that didn't really happen. I mean, they came in there, they you know, they didn't like how we did certain things. They wanted to kind of put their own, which I totally get. It's the, you know, listen, you spend 1.7 billion dollars, you could do whatever the hell you yeah, want yeah, to do. Of but at the you know at the end of the day I saw the writing on the wall and you know I was very proactive I saw things changing and I'm like you know what I'm gonna write my own ending I'm gonna write my own story and I believe it was um actually single de my um May fifth um you know I remember my wife was uh and I was getting kind of frustrated just annoyed and not annoyed at the things that were going on just. Things are changing, and with me, I need to be happy, and if I'm not happy, I'm not going to be there, and if I'm not in control, and I can't control my happiness, if I've been doing something for so long, and then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, you have to talk this way, you have to look this way, it wasn't for me, and everything eventually does come to an end, and I want to write my own uh, my own ending, so... I remember it was like eight o'clock in the morning and i call my wife i'm in my office i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna resign today and she's like what, she's like, what are you talking about i'm like i'm just done and that's how i am you know when i uh make that decision mm-hmm. i make the decision and uh put in my letter of Of course, course. Yeah. supportive and um you know that was the end of it so um took off for about a month and a half i want to say and let me tell you it was Did you um, get
0: like a severance or anything or? no
1: i i didn't want anything i turned yeah. everything down i had no really? severance nothing to me it's listen it is what it is right so one chapter closes another chapter is going to open took some time off i expected to take a nice year off but um you know it was about a month and a half and, and you were
0: flush enough to be able to take a year off
1: yeah but I, I didn't take a year i didn't actually take a year off because i took about a year uh, about a month and a half off and then i got just bombarded by these by everyone trying to recruit me and um obviously i have non compete so there's certain place i couldn't go to but one guy came after me pretty aggressively. This guy Bob Fabio. So he's a serial entrepreneur out in Austin. Um, took numerous companies, startups, um, and sold them. Did you know him prior? Didn't know him prior. Um, but I, he definitely vetted me out. Came after me hardcore and had a really cool. Concept. How did he find you though? Like, what? How does that work? Through LinkedIn, I guess. Through LinkedIn, okay. through just my reputation out there in the industry, speaking to so people. Are you pretty
0: active on LinkedIn?
1: I, I was, I am. Um, social media, you know, obviously, everything that we're doing now, it's something that I'm continuously evolving and getting better at. You know, am I an expert at it? By no means. But, you know, you have to evolve. And you So you found evolve. your profile on LinkedIn or whatever. I found my profile. Yeah. And it's just the industry is so small. So, you know, you speak to certain people. Like when I hire somebody or when I look to bring someone on board, you know, make a couple of phone calls. You have all these little you know, degrees of separation. Yeah. So you find out a lot about somebody. but. You know what e- what irrelevance was, and what Bob Fabio had done his new startup, his new venture was pretty cool. It's kind of taking this uh, this marketing that was only meant and that could only be used by like, these big companies like Amazon and um, Apple, and being brought down to like these uh, you know small businesses now, where you're actually surrounding, especially in the aesthetic field and medical field, where if you know you have a patient base. And it's like, well, what do you do for marketing? You know, do you um, do you market internally, do you market externally? Well, what's your definition of marketing um, you know, internally? And, oh well, you know, I do a Facebook page, I have my Facebook page. Well, that's not really marketing internally because when you have your Facebook page, people actually have to go to it, right? Mm-hmm. So all this like proprietary technology that they had developed, and that's why they brought me on there because I had that, you know, experience in the aesthetic space was like surrounding patients digitally like Amazon would or like, you know, it's kind of freaky sometimes I go on Facebook. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, I just kind of said those words. I'm like, why is that thing on my screen right, right, right now? Right. So it's
0: like really, a, you know. So it's a marketing, so, irrelevance is a marketing company for
1: physicians and aesthetic Exactly, yeah, and they yeah. they ventured off into real estate and to other um, other, other ventures and um avenues as well. Okay. But they had brought me in there. And to me, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. It, it's a cool concept. I'm like, I respect the guy. I did my due diligence to my mm-hmm. homework on the guy, and he's got a great track record. And I'm like, you know what, I'm like, you know, the more I can kind of refine and kind of learn, because to me, knowledge is power. And I've always, you know, done well with business and Mm -hmm. with sales, but I'm like, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to learn from somebody, to learn about the startup world, but more importantly, to also learn about um, marketing. Mm -hmm. I really want to be an expert in marketing. And let me tell you.
0: What was your role there, though? I was VP
1: of sales. So I came in as VP of sales. And um, you know, I was part of their leadership team, and now I'm actually an advise um advisory board member for them. Oh, really? And um, you know, it was a great experience. I mean, it, it was very disruptive. How long were you there for? Uh, for about a year until my, you know, I I knew about um BTL, I knew about Scope for a while beforehand, just through like uh, industry buzz. Through industry, well, nah, it was one of the best kept secrets. So when we launched Scope no one saw us coming. Um, but I had, um, I had knowledge, you know, and it was, I was in talks with BTL prior to it, but obviously with my non-compete things were kind of a little sticky. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, took my time and then I got a phone call and I said, Hey, you know what? We got the FDA clearance. We're going to launch this thing. It was back in April, um, in 2017 at ASLMS and boy, did we shock the world. Yeah. I mean, nobody, no one saw us coming and you know, I've been very uh, fortunate in my life to you know one thing I, I love and I have a lot of passion for is really disruptive technology and branding things right. and I had a nice run I mean whether it's smart lipo mm-hmm. or sculpture pico short Mono, at least just like cool stuff that has never been done before right. disruptive stuff you know Sculpt is, is by far the most disruptive technology or product I've ever had my hands on and like kind of branding and everything and just kind of cool how we go about it because it's completely a different mindset and it's a different way of reaching you know customers and patients and you know a lot it comes back to social media and like
0: Instagram yeah it, the world's changed that's you know, crazy I mean I've stopped it everywhere at Instagram yeah. I mean some of the marketing is insane like you know I've seen some of the videos that I don't think have even made it to the public It's yeah um, but it's it works man you know like it's, the, it's the, I think it's genius whoever's doing the actual marketing stuff behind it. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you can't please everyone, right? So no matter oh, what
1: yeah. you put out there, you're going to have people that are going to say, you know what? I'm offended by this, or I hate this. i people going like, oh my God, wow, this thing is the best thing in the world. I love this thing. So our whole mindset is let's bring out a lot of stuff out there that you, as a customer, you right. can choose what you want to do, what you want to promote. Because you know no matter what we do in life you're never gonna please everyone totally, you could do I mean and you know this as well you know when it comes to your own patience you can do the best job possible someone's always a bitch about something yeah. that, that's reality and that's true man so.
0: yeah you get hard to it though you know? Like, you know as long as you're pleasing most of the people most yeah. of the time then you know you're doing the right thing you, you try to do your best and just keep it real so what's next, man? What's next for, for BTL? Oh, man.
1: I, I got to tell you something. You know, coming over here, one of the reasons why I came to BTL is one, it's the company culture. It's company culture. It's the foundation. It's really a family-oriented company. Going back to a Prague, which, um, you know, have you, I don't know if you're I've never been, Prague. but you guys were all just there. And we've just been there. I was there last year. I'm going back there again now in August. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. That's I mean, right the, the people are uh, nice as can be. I mean, the culture, the, the city. I mean, everything about is it's just it really is breathtaking it's just beautiful but um you know so do you go have to go like once a year like it's a big like meeting for we, all we're the meetings yeah stuff yep and then um this we back in uh when was it back in april we took a bunch of the sales force out there yeah, for president's club i followed you guys right closely down, on instagram so. <laughs> yeah. it's a great that time fun. Um, brought the families as well so good good time but you know it, it's this company so it's this big family atmosphere where they really do things the right way and what really kind of appealed to me is that, and I mentioned it, and I kind of uh, you know touched upon this before, is like dealing with Wall Street and dealing with mm-hmm. publicly traded companies, and you know to be able to ca- actually cater mainstream, uh, mainstream. So when you're an when you're a publicly traded company, once you get FDA clearance, it's like rushed right at the market, and I've been there, and it sucks mm-hmm. because it's frustrating because what happens is is that you're you know you have all this pressure behind or you delivery reports and all that stuff earnings there, yeah. everything wall street expects big numbers the analysts the investors everyone the shareholders do mm-hmm. so you get fda clearance you rush it to market and i've been through with smart life but back in the day and great technology love it but i mean we had our growing pains and now we have our growing pains as we're you know getting feedback and learning from you guys out there hey mm-hmm. what do we have to improve on and we're investing in technology But what happens is that you have all these upgrades and it's very frustrating for us. It's frustrating for you guys. And so the cool thing about, you know, BTL is that BTL actually sat on the FDA clearance for about 18 months. Oh, wow. And they did so because they wanted to do things the right way. They wanted to make sure the marketing was there, the science was there. So when we did launch everything and no one saw us and we kept this completely hush-hush, we launched it back in uh, Dallas back in April in 2017. We launched it with seven clinical studies, unprecedented. You never launch something with that much clinical Mm -hmm. data behind it. I mean, nice you know, long-term data, too. I mean, you know, now where we are, we're gonna have, by the end of this year, actually um, by the fall, we'll have 15 studies, 15 published studies. Wow. So we have long-term data on this thing, so, but we wanted to make sure that every box was checked, whether it was you know, clinical efficacy, marketing, we wanted to make sure that there were no growing pains, and that's, everything was validated, and hence that's why we've had the success that we've had. Because no one, I mean, MRIs, as you know, MRIs, they don't right. lie. It's very hard to deny the yeah.
0: data. Um, I mean, that's why I bought M sculpt. Yeah. Well, I mean, was I, well, compelling. I think
1: there's another reason why you bought M sculpt, if I'm not mistaken. True. So so true. I mean, i do mean, you not know right. if you want. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. We well, Washington do, it, what it was Washington D.C. Yeah, AD. AD, Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we were at a, it was like a <laughs> nightclub, and they were playing only it was disco night. it was horrible night. It was, was horrible. Terrible. Terrible. So Andy came in, and I said, "I was like, <laughs> All right, if you if you can get them to play hip hop, I'll buy an M sculpt." Done deal. I mean there was a few drinks into the night but yeah yep. so I'm a man of my word so as are I. you <laughs> so yeah man so listen I look forward to having many 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 more years uh working alongside you man and uh, you know making things happen and you know I I know you're a guy who takes care of his people you know I really Always. get that feeling and uh I'm a very loyal person as well you know I live my life based on three of things trust loyalty respect
1: those are my three main principles Yeah, man. and especially coming back to Skull for a second you know with where this thing is going you know it's like you look at steve jobs right steve jobs had a vision and what's kind of ironic now which is kind of, it's, it's ironic it's funny and it's sad at the same time but a year ago everyone was laughing like all the competitors like ah you know what the hell is Emsco? you know muscle booty you know all yeah. this stuff and it's like a year later, everyone's trying to get into this market. So they go from making fun of us, laughing at us, everyone's trying to get into it. And the reason why is that, because it does work, but here's the thing, the biggest difference and biggest takeaway is that BTL has studied high-fem technology for over seven years, extensively. They studied magnets for over 19 years. MRIs have been studied for 30 years. So there's a lot, because like Steve Jobs had a vision, BTL has a vision, you know, with high-fem technology. So this is just the beginning of it. This is a nice 10 to 15 run. And if you follow my career, you know, I'm not the type of guy that jumps from company to company to company. So if I I believe in something and, you know, I'm going to take my time, I'm going to make my, you know, know, take my time and make wise choices with who I'm going to partner up with. Just the same thing, like when I speak with customers, I'm like, you're not just buying a piece of technology, but you're partnering with a company.
0: And and that's very important. That's very valuable. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is a true difference, man. Um, yeah, I think the stuff that you guys are going to make down the road that's going to come from BTL down the pipeline is going to be the same sort of, like, really tested technology and something that, like, you know, you can be pretty confident in that – it's legit. Uh, all I have to do is—I
1: mean—I'll just say this: just stay tuned because this is nothing. So I mean, yeah. I'm, I'll promise you, I guarantee you something: we'll have the same podcast here a year from now, and you like, "Holy shit, Andy! Wow,
0: damn! I want to be twice the size too because I'm be sculpting uh, my calves, my every, every part of it. Now that I have it in my office, buy, uh, you know—the
1: cool imba- it, it, its instant gratification too. I you mean, get yeah. you get that pump. I mean, yeah. it's—I mean—twenty thousand super maximal contractions. That's—that's that's unreal.
0: Hey Amen. so I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> all right anyway, thanks so much for taking this time in this Absolutely. on this rainy day man schlepping out here
1: no, I talk and listen, thank you so much I mean, Dr Miguel, everything you're doing with these podcasts like I said in the beginning it's so inspirational um you know, I, I've watched your podcast. I've been following you guys, for, um, we'll following you forever. Um, you know, everything you do, I mean, it's inspirational. And, you know, when you touch upon everything, whether it's the skin, whether it's the body, the mind,
0: I mean, it's always an inspirational story. So thank you for having me on as a guest. Pretty much pleasure. And, you know, it's great stories like yours that keep this thing going. Man. Absolutely. So no thank, you. thank you for listening to the Dr. Mudgill podcast. The corresponding video can be found on YouTube, IGTV, and Facebook. Let's get it.